Good morning, everyone. Buenos dias. Um, okay, so we're just going to jump right in. Uh, a few weeks ago, uh, Mark shared in Revelation, and he shared how God's heart is for every tribe, every nation, and every tongue. And he shared that in the end, there will be people from every tribe, every nation, every tongue worshiping God. He shared how this isn't fiction, it's not a false story, it's not a myth. It's real that in the end, there will be people from every tribe, every nation, and every tongue worshiping God, Jesus. Um, so we're going to continue um, to teach through missions. Today I'm going to share um, terms and terminology and some statistics. And we're going to start um, more basic today. And then hopefully we can build off that next time. Um, so some of you uh, might ask, why do we need to learn statistics? Why would we need to learn terms about missions? I don't see the word unreached people groups in scripture. So why is it important? Um, and I would have to confess that there's a time in my walk where I wouldn't want to sit and listen to terms. Um, I was learning, but the process just seemed kind of boring. Why don't we just go love people? Um, but I've learned the value and learned so, so we're going to um, first talk about why it would be important to learn terms about missions in the mission world. Um, okay, so first, um, missions is not a separate part of scripture. It doesn't go, Jesus... And then missions. All of God's story is one piece. Jonah, David, Jesus, Paul, us today. It's one whole full story. And so as we learn terms about God's story today, then we, we learn more about God. And we learn more about His people. Um, God is God, right? He created the heavens and the earth. He created everything. And in Isaiah it says that he is the potter. And we are the pot. And so it would only make sense to learn our creator. It would only make sense to learn more about him. He's God. He's the big guy. The story's about him. It's not about us. 
Um, the second reason la segunda razón por la cual es importante aprender todo esto would just be because of love. es por el amor. Um, we know that in John 3.16 God so loved the world he loved us first he loves and he's commanded us to love him with all of our heart all of our mind and all of our soul and to love each other Right? ¿Verdad? ¿Verdad? And in learning about loving each other, y cuando nos amamos los unos a los otros, um, we, we want to get to know each other, right? Eh, para amarnos, amarnos mejor tenemos que conocernos, ¿verdad? So if I'm going to love Yo quiero amar Cash bien. isn't here but I would go to a drawing class with him If I'm going to love Reba I might Yo eat her cookies and spend one-on-one -on -one time with her If we're going to love Cosit we might play a bunch of board games with him If we're going to love Chloe we might invite her to just dance with us Right? But nowhere in scripture does it say dance with Chloe. Right? So these, ter these terms that we are learning today are helpful tools. Like if someone were to nudge you and say, You want to love Chloe? Go dance with her. Yeah. So for the sake of love. If we want to love other people, we need to understand their situation. Um, so as we're considering missions, we need to further understand people all across the world. So I want to give you a picture. You guys excited? <laughs> What's this? ¿Qué es esto? Un taco. Un taco. Oh, I'm dripping. It's a taco. <laughs> es un taco. If I were to do this picture, it would be about ice cream, but for the sake para of our community, it's tacos. So imagine if someone came to Lanark and they started this taco truck and all of the tacos were paid for and these tacos are delicious I mean carne asada tripas lengua it's dripping but not like too drippy cilantro is fresh everything's chopped perfectly and because they're paid for you can eat as many tacos as you want you can go back whenever you want you can taste it enjoy it embrace it Would you tell me about it? But they're unlimited, Carly. <laughs> We're 
we would tell each other about this taco truck. We find a good Korean barbecue place and we tell each other about it, right? Right. And so, imagine for a moment if these taco trucks started popping up all over the world. So Ashley would tell me about the taco truck in our city right in front of my house. But would we go to India to tell a man in India that there's a taco shop right in front of his house too. So we know that in the beginning God created us to have unity with him. We know that he gave us free will. He gave us a choice to choose him or to choose sin in this world. And we constantly choose sin, right? And so he sent Jesus so that we could have communion and community with the Holy Spirit with God the Father in the Old Testament there were laws that we would have to do just to have a tiny piece of communion with God the Father but because of Jesus all of us can have communion with God the Father we can confess our sin. We can confess our fears. We can love freely. We are promised an eternity with God our Father. This is good news. This is the gospel, right? Just like a taco truck would be good news in our city, right? Okay, so about 41% of people in the world don't know the good news of Jesus Christ. They don't know that there's a taco shop truck right in front of the house. The good news is unlimited to us. God's love is unlimited to us. And there are people who don't know. Okay, I need 10 volunteers. Chloe, Natalia. Okay, so just come to the front. Susie? Oh. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, I have five, six. Susie, you want to come? You don't have to talk. Two, four, six, seven. I need two more because I can't do math with odd numbers. <laughs> yeah. Alright, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine.
Ten. All right, perfect. All right, Susie, Carly, Chloe, Nacho, stay here. Everybody else, go over there. Okay, 41% is a weird number, right? It's kind of, maybe it's hard to imagine. You can imagine 50 cents, but 40 cents, no. <laughs> okay, so these are all people that we love. We know each other. We know that these guys in our lives know Jesus. Okay, so statistically though, Pero según las estadísticas, only these guys do. En el mundo, solo estas personas conocen and Dios. only these guys right now that we know of en have opportunity. But we love Nacho. Pero amamos a Nacho. And Carly and y Chloe. Amamos a Carly, Susie. Chloe, Susie. Uh -huh. Pero ellos la parte del mundo que no conocen de Dios, que nunca han escuchado de Dios. Good job, guys. Gracias. <laughs> For those of you um, who who haven't made a decision to follow Christ but you have that visual and you know the gospel as we're sharing I want you to think about those people too and the opportunity that you have good job all right, so now we're going to transition into our terms. Okay, so the first term I want to define is missions. What's missions? Anybody want to have a stab at it? Not you, the Great Commission. Killing it. Yeah. To go and make disciples. So in Genesis 12, 1 through 3, it says, Now the Lord said, I'll read it first and then Ashley can read it. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And then Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore, go. Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. But there's baggage with missionary, right? Missions. What, what's the first things that come to your mind when you think the word missions? Missions. 
I think about Mormons. Yo pienso en los mormones que hacen misiones. Yeah. Okay. Pero pienso en las personas que quizás no han cuidado bien de sus finanzas y han sido como una carga para las iglesias. Yo pienso en esos evangelistas en la televisión. Do any of you guys think about the crusades? Right, that's not pretty. So there's baggage, right? To, when we say missions. But it just means to go and to make disciples. Doesn't mean manipulate people. Doesn't mean kill people. Doesn't mean beg people for their money. It means go and make disciples. Okay. So, what is a missionary? The person who goes? The one who facilitates Yeah, someone on mission. That's it. Um, specifically, God's mission as prescribed in the Bible. So it's missions as is stated in the Bible. Okay, so who's a missionary then? Hi, raised his hand in the back. Yeah. All of us. Who's a missionary? All of us. All of us who believe. So there are two different, um, two different uh, kinds, I guess, of missions that we can do. There are more types we'll go over another time. But just for today. Uh, there's local missions and there's global missions. Okay, so we here live and do local missions. We invite our neighbors over. We have La Luz in the, in the park. Oh, you This is local missions. Um, there's local churches in Peru, in Uganda, and the, the church there is local, and the way that they work out and reach out to the people in their area is considered local missions, because it's local to them. There's also global missions. And this is missions all over the world. 
significa misiones por todo el mundo. And so if we as living stones have someone go, we're participating in global missions. But even us being here and being a part of God's big church, every day we're also participating in local and global missions. All right. So now, oh, there's no slides for this. Um, uh, we're going to learn the term people groups. Ahora vamos a hablar de los grupos de personas. And a people group is a significantly large grouping of individuals who perceive themselves to have a common affinity with one another. Does anybody want to bring that down a little bit? The whole thing? Yeah. All right. You're going to translate it into like every, something everyone can understand? <laughs> okay. It's a significantly large grouping of individuals who perceive themselves to have a common affinity with one another. I don't either. It's a game. No, it's not a game. <laughs> okay, so, yes. People groups could be groups of individuals who share a language or a culture. And Tim is right in that gangs could be a type of people group indeed okay this is important because a lot of times when we share when statistics or numbers or people groups are shared we think about um, who's, who hasn't heard the gospel in terms of their people group so Tim might be like, I know that that group of homies down the road has not heard the gospel. They're unreached. They are one unreached people group. Okay, so, yes. I'm going to define that right now. So, April just asked the best next question she possibly could have asked. Um, and that is, like, what's an unreached people group? So, an unreached people group, or otherwise known as a least reached people group, Um, is a people group among which there is no indigenous community of believers and 
que son creyentes who can make disciples que pueden hacer so it might be a group of people where there might be one or two or three believers but there's no church that can disciple and be a church and so the 41% is actually unreached so there still might be believers sprinkled through there so uh, a, a reached people group, if that generation dies out, can revert back to an unreached people group? Yes. So there's an, another group, right? Tim said reached, and that would be those of us who have heard the gospel, we can hear the gospel. We have churches that can make disciples, individuals, churches that can make disciples. And then there's another group that's called an unengaged people group. And these are people that, that to the best of people who assess and um, try to find the believers all across the world, there are no believers there at all. Okay, so here's a quiz. Is Canoga Park and the people of Canoga Park are they unreached? Does it mean that everyone in Canoga Park is a believer? What the answer was? Oh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, cool. I'm going to move to the next turn. Okay, You guys are good? We have missions. Missionaries, um, people group, unreached people, and unengaged people. Good? Cool. Okay, so I have another quiz for you. Okay. All right. It's another quiz. You ready? All right. The 1040 window is a window in a mansion that is 40 feet wide by 10 feet tall. That people pay a lot of money to have. 
Okay. Será cierto. The 1040 window. O la opción 2 de este examen. La ventana 1040. Is a um, year 1040. Yeah. When there were a bunch of people came to know Jesus. It was a window in the gospel. <laughs> okay, or number three. <laughs> Is it a condensed area in the world? where the most unreached people groups can be found. <laughs> Number C. All right, go ahead, Kristen. Okay. <laughs> so that's, this is the 1040 window. In this window, there are the most unreached people groups. Um, Kosek, go ahead and go to the next one. Okay, so in that area, or in the world, there are about, because we know this terminology now. In the whole world? Yeah. Okay. There are 17,016 people groups. Seven thousand of them more are unreached. And most of them are in that area. Alright. No in reality. Okay, so who's gonna go? Así que quién va a ir? So I'm, I broke this down too. So who's gonna go as a whole? ¿Quiénes van a ir? Is it gonna be non-believers? Los que no creen en Cristo van a ir. No, it's gonna be the church, no, right? La iglesia va a ir, ¿verdad? Los creyentes del mundo van a ir. So it's going to be first the global church. Believers from all over the world. Right? You can be Chinese and you can go to Peru. You can be Canadian. And you can go to your next door neighbor. You can be in Canoga Park. And you can go to Argentina. Okay. The other thing, the next, um, would be the local church, right? The local church is going. And the third, so this one's a little new, is something called the parachurch. Right, so these, right, like Ashley said, they're organizations, but, um, but they're not necessarily part of 
a church. And ideally, they would be functioning as help to the local churches across the world. So, uh, world mission, compassion, pioneers, um, Eternity Bible College, all of these are ideally supposed to function as parachurches. So they build up the local churches to help make disciples. And, and sometimes they have areas of expertise that certain local churches don't have. Um, so Johnny, Johnny and Friends is an um, is a parachurch, and they hand out wheelchairs all over the world, and they work with believers. And so they have this expertise in, in disabilities that maybe you know no one in this body would know. Yeah. All right. So how will we go? Okay, we're going to go um, by learning the language of other people. Our church is cool because we get to do that all the time. Many of you have chosen to learn Spanish, like Carly. And many of you have chosen to learn English, like Sylvia, Sergio, so that we can communicate the gospel better amongst ourselves, that we can disciple better in our local community. We can communicate the gospel. The other thing we need to do is learn others' cultures. When I came to California, I had never had tapatio. But this is a part of the local culture here. You put tapatio on your fruit. Kids eat it out of packets. Los niños comen tapatío o tajín. Probably adults too. Los adultos también lo comen todo, ¿verdad? So there are a few different time, um, types of um, cultural interactions I, I want to share with you. Hay varios tipos de interacciones culturales que quiero compartir con ustedes. Um, the, the three are um, guilt and innocence. Hay varios tipos de... de the second um, is honor and shame. El otro tipo es, eh, tipo de que se en honor o and the third would be fear and power. And I'm not going to talk about fear and power today, even though that's my favorite to talk about. 
Pero no vamos a tocar eso hoy. So, um, in our Western culture, en nuestra cultura, we function primarily general. out of a guilt and innocence culture. Funcionamos de esta forma, que nos enfocamos mucho en la culpa o la inocencia. So, if somebody accuses me of doing something si wrong, me acusa de hacer algo equivocado, and I'm innocent you know my first reaction is to say I didn't do that I was here I wasn't speeding whereas in an honor and shame culture you would want to defend your honor um, so it would look more like I don't want to bring my family shame. So I'm not going to speed. As opposed to, I'm innocent, I don't want a ticket. So there's a practical example of this. During the Boston Marathon, there was the bombing. And the men responsible from, for it were from Georgia and the Middle East, not Georgia and the East Coast. Georgia. <laughs> And so um, they they function out of an honor shame culture. So in trying to find these two men, the police found one, their uncle, who was also from Georgia. And there's this long video clip of him. And in the video clip, he's just sharing the shame that these guys brought on their family and the country as a whole. Right. His first reaction was not to try to defend them or uh, even to share how they're guilty and he doesn't like them. It was just to share his grief about the shame that they brought him, his family, and the country as a whole. And so learning, learning a culture, how culture functions, is super important in communicating the gospel. To us, you know, if I, if I sin, I feel guilty. And I need someone to remind me, you're forgiven. You're innocent in Christ's blood. We're in another country. The first thought is, I sinned. I'm wrong. I'm a bad person. I'm shameful. 
and they're going to need a friend to come in and remind them that Jesus has restored our honor um, Mark actually explained it to me as um, in a guilt innocence culture society we think I did something wrong we're in an honor and shame culture I am wrong I am something wrong Um, okay, so this was just a taste today to break us into this missions terminology. These, um, these terms are available online. It's not just for Bible college students, not just for pastors. This is information that all of us can know. We can all study. We can constantly check into the um, the progress of the gospel in all and every tribe and every nation, every people group. Um, and so there's here's two um, sources. In preparation for next time. And um, and then on the next slide. So here are terms that we would like to continue to share. That you can study in advance. Christine will. Um, so these are going to be terms like um, incarnational ministry. This word worldview. Animism. What is that? Um, church planting movements. Syncretism versus contextualization. What do those mean? Oh yeah, there there are um, handouts scattered about, and those terms are all listed on there. Okay, so from this room today. Um, we're, we're going to take some time to break into groups and to pray um, for some of you, um, you you might need to repent you might have never wanted to consider people in other countries for others it will be I have an opportunity to hear the gospel and I still don't want to follow Christ for others it might just be 
remembering what your life was like before you knew Christ and praying into the heartache of others all over the world who haven't had a chance to hear the gospel yet. And so not all of us can go. Some of us will never leave the country or Leonard Park in our whole lives. But we can pray. And we can pray and we can pray and we can pray. So let's pray.